It's Tuesday and it is just gone one o'clock. Yesterday was quite productive. And I slept in this morning till like 11 o'clock nearly. Like the most amazing sleep. I actually went to bed at like seven. Um, everything was fine. And I just thought, you know, I could do with just relaxing in bed. So I've got a massive kind of um, windowsill in my bedroom. It's huge. I'm quite deep as well. So I have this lovely like bamboo candle holder thing. So I lit the candle and just got into bed at seven. And it actually really passed really fast. And I started to feel my eyes getting really tired. So I was like, oh God, this is so lovely. I'd put the cat to bed. (laughs) He was asleep on my uh, sofa. Put him to bed. And yeah, woke up this morning. I woke up because I could hear the guys downstairs had brought the bins in, blue bins, I took them out. And then drifted back off and I had loads of dreams. And, uh, oh gosh. I was going to go out, but I'm going to leave it well tomorrow. Actually, I've got everything in that I need. I'm here today because... I wanted to talk about another pattern of abuse with the person that raped me and beat me up and actually wants me dead. He does. Um, He admitted it on an open Instagram account that he uh, told me that he was going to kill me with the phrase, end us. He'd already spoken previously about ending the relationship. It wasn't that. It was, um, I was in the car, he was in the car. He knew what he said. He knew what he did. He knew that he pointed at a wall and said that he was going to end us, that he was going to kill us. So, um, yeah, he went on that Mental Waves page talking about boundaries, right? And abuse and all this shit that was... (laughs) I've obviously um, shown to be bullshit. Through his own words and his own action his own actions that on his private account that he opened up and whined to the police she's going on my my personal account he only opened his personal account because he wanted to send me messages but like through a photo or through you know a comment under a photo not because he ever had it open he only ever had it open when he'd done something heinous to me and he wanted to breadcrumb me and manipulate me and emotionally abuse me to get me back with him and for me to feel sorry for him and eventually that little game um, stopped working for him and that's why he got really angry and it got very, very, very violent because he realised every game he was playing was stopping working anyway, there is a point so say um, uh, for instance, right this is why I started it so when I first started seeing this person, I put on my Instagram bio that I was um, in a relationship with, let's pretend they were called Michael, so I put in a relationship with M, just M. Anyway, he was like, could you change that and put my whole name? And I'm pretty sure he said, 
put a link to his Instagram. And I, like a fucking fool, I did it. But I, but, so this is just like, this is a scenario, right? This is like, and this happened throughout the relationship. But I have to remind you that he called me a narcissist, um, that I gaslit him, um, and that I controlled him, right? So let's say that this situation was there, right? And I just put this bio on Instagram and he'd seen it. And had I said, no, you know, I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. He would have got very, very, very angry. Like, I mean, slamming things into walls, probably hitting the walls and screaming, pretending to cry and beating me up probably. Um, Not probably because he did lay his hands on me which he's admitted on his open Instagram account that he lied and said that I'd written. Um, how would I gain access to someone's account, delete all of... He deleted all of his photos and just put this big confession. Anyway, so I'd go, you know, that that isn't okay. I'm not comfortable with that that feels controlling and then what had happened was he would retaliate and get really really upset and act like a fucking child and so like I'd say something and it wouldn't upset him but because I'd said no to him because he doesn't like being told no he would make a point of using something that I said to stand up for myself as a game and he'd go, and I'd go, do you know, that, that kind of crosses a boundary with me, I'm not comfortable with it, it makes me feel uneasy or unhappy. And then something that actually didn't bother him, but because he wanted to hurt me, because he wasn't emotionally intelligent enough, or even intelligent enough, or nice of enough of a person to go, hey, Sidel, um, this upset me, or just, just go, do you know, I feel quite rattled by the fact that I couldn't control you and you didn't do exactly what I wanted to so I'm going to use your words against you to hurt you and everything became that everything became that and like he would ring me to cause arguments before he went into work and then he would try and disturb my work day oh oh he probably didn't want people knowing that though that that's what he did and does and did all the time because why would you want anyone to know that you try to manipulate someone like that you don't get to go around and say that you love someone and treat them like that do you really that's not how it works is it so like when he was abusing so yeah like when he was abusing me like ringing me and being like constantly disgusting towards me and I'd go I don't need to put up with this or you know this isn't acceptable to me this isn't okay for me he would just try to use those words against me and that the more and more time that I'm obviously now separated from that person and is on a life order to stay away, which is really struggling with the fact that I'm allowed to talk about what he did to me. He's really struggling with that. Isn't it ironic? Like, so when I saw my clinician, um, she was like, oh, what? 
so he tracked you like shit and got away with a lot of it but he doesn't like that you now get to have a voice and he's uncomfortable with that she went yeah fuck that guy and I was like absolutely yeah this I'm never gonna not talk about it it doesn't matter what he says what he does how he changes his little cycles of behavior just a little bit (laughs) or who he tries to use to antagonize me or anything all he does is prove that he's still a danger to me which the police judge four judges magistrates and criminal courts Marek that are like multiple agencies that are there to protect a victim they agree the police DAP which is a domestic abuse partnership everyone everyone agrees that this person is a high risk to my life and the other way around when you look at all the police notes and everything else the correspondence that I got given and that the abuser got given is that I'm no risk to this person in any way at all. All the false little reports that he made to the police, all the false little reports from the very first time, because I did get arrested, no one believes him. There is not one shred of evidence to prove I've done anything, not one piece of evidence. But he's on a life order. He had three orders put on him before that. He's got a criminal conviction because he broke the first order. Now, he tells people he doesn't want to talk to me and that he's moved on. Well, if he's moved on, why did he contest the orders that stopped him talking to me? Because if you'd moved on and you'd met someone and you were happy now, you wouldn't want to gain access to someone that doesn't want access to you to access them. Because why would you do that? Why would you be setting up fake accounts on Instagram, on Facebook, fake email addresses, fake TikToks and all the rest of it if you didn't want contact with me? Now, that's a one-way street. He's been doing that for four years now. And he's still trying to tell people that he wants no contact with me. Well, if you keep on doing it and then you start enlisting other people to contact me, as well as yourself as the perpetrator and the abuser, then you definitely want contact with me. And the amazing thing is, he started this smear campaign about me and getting revenge on me and posting a photo of me. (laughs) And he spread my name and got people to spread my name. And all that did was bring people to my account, to my podcast, to my Facebook, to my Instagram, to my TikTok, for them to find out the truth. So, yeah, this went on for, sorry, I was grabbing some lunch. Went on for a really long time. And because it wasn't get listen, a lot of people thought or think that people in abusive relationships 
the victim doesn't stand up for themselves, you're wrong. Why would you stay? Why wouldn't you defend yourself? We do defend ourselves. But the end of at the end of being de- um, defending yourself is a punch in the face or equally as bad, the mental torture because you've stood up for yourself. Every single time I was abused, every single time he did something to me that wasn't right, I always stood up for myself and he hated it. I would always say no. Sorry, this is like my third attempt to finish this podcast. It's because I slept in. And um, I've actually got some jobs I need to do today. So, anyway. So, yeah, that's how it all... um, And then every conversation became that. And I was just like, do you know, I really don't want to do this anymore. Because there is a breaking point with a victim. And abusers are fucking stupid, right? They're absolute dumb fucks. They think that you will always be there for them to abuse. Because they've got their sad little lonely life with no self-control. No control. None. I don't even like being told what to do by my boss at work. Imagine. And then going, I'm a man. Either, mate, I hear. Because you don't even like being told no. And I don't respect authority. Well, you respect it enough to pack all your boxes up when you think that you're going to be put in prison. And I turned up, right? So he wants to look big, clever, and popular and not frighten to people. But what he doesn't want you to know is. And what he's desperate to conceal is that he's actually really fucking paranoid about being locked up. It petrifies him. And how do I know that? Because when he beat me up, I would ring the police and I would ring 999 in front of him. And I once turned up at his home when we were still in the situation ship, when he was still raping me and beating me. Excuse me. And all of his boxes, there was like, all of his stuff was in boxes. Furniture dismantled and everything. And I'm like, so this cocky little bastard over the phone, right? Because he's real cocky over the phone. But when it comes to face to face, like in court, he's absolutely petrified. And that's why I don't believe the hype. I don't believe the nonsense that he tries to put online with his profile pictures trying to look wonderlust and like he's happy because he's not he's already proved he sat in court and he was like oh, this this order <laughs> with like a tiny voice this order it really every single day affects me and then he wants to betray to I'm in that room right I'm in the room and he's the perpetrator in this instance he's not a victim and the judge knows he's not a victim 
this order that stops me from talking to Sidel. It hurts me every day and I can't sleep, I can't work, I can't do anything. Do you mean the job where you told the police that you were sacked from it because of me? Do you mean that job? Because I don't know anyone at your work. They know me because you went round <laughs> talking about me and the sex between us. So they know me, I don't know them. I can't sleep. Oh. I believe that the order should be on Miss Brigden and not me. If you didn't want to talk to me, you'd be glad of that order. It wouldn't actually bother you at all. <coughs> Dear. It wouldn't bother you. Because all it means is that you can't contact me and no one else can contact me on your behalf. An order should be put on her. Well, I would be perfectly fine with that. But for that to happen, you would have to have grounds and evidence to prove I'd done anything to you. And he's like, I don't have the money to get an order against her. She gets it because she gets legal aid. Like that, like literally like that. It's like, uh, also, how did he know that I get legal aid? Because at the time, I'd never disclosed that. Stalkers will go to lengths to find out everything, including your financial situation. So that's how he found out, because he stalks, he harasses, he grooms, he monitors all of my social media. That's how he knew. So yeah, to get an order against me, he would have to have firm evidence that I'd done anything, and that it was me. And because I haven't done anything, and he went to the courts and police with mountains and mountains of fake photoshopped, fake evidence to try and bury me in lots of trouble, which potentially could have landed me in prison. He did it because he knew I didn't want to be involved with the police. He doesn't give a fuck that he's involved with the police. He could not care less. I just want, basically, I just wanted rid of that dirty little fucking swamp rat of a scumbag who raped women, who raped, raped me. So even, even if there was a shred of evidence, which there isn't, because if there was, I would have a non-molestation order on me, wouldn't I? If you could afford it. He hated that I had money, that I have things. I've worked hard for every single piece of furniture that I own. I've worked hard for everything that I have in my life. And I don't need to feel guilty because I earn and have things that he could never reach. Listen, everyone has what they have, right? And no one needs to be ashamed of anything. But this person hated, and I mean loathed, that I had 
anything that he wanted and he couldn't get it himself. And he made that very clear. You should sell all of your things, Adele, so when I move in, we can start together. He literally said that. He was like, all these things hold memories with other people. And I'm like, oh my God, are you for real? He wanted me to sell everything that I earned because it could be related to nice memories with myself or with other people. And he thought that was logical. Is he off his fucking tits? I don't need... And I don't need to be nice about this person because this person is a heinous fucking cunt who obsessed over women long before I came along and he will fucking do all this shit to another woman if he's not already doing it. Which I would imagine... Right? What's the most amazing thing about this is, right? My name is Unique, so it's Adele. Any fucking time he does anything in the future and he tries to hurt someone else and my name is even remotely mentioned or my podcast or my Facebook or my Instagram those people will find out they were there's this theory right that so like I've left that person right I've taken them to court and I've won every single time that <laughs> I need to stipulate that you don't want a fucking thing uh, <laughs> and he never will never um, they can come looking for me and you know what I'll do I'll help those people because he ain't going to stop at me oh yeah so they were saying um, the victims left the abuser and they'll go on and do it again but they'll do it worse to the next person because they feel infuriated that he couldn't get one over on me right he couldn't get what he wanted from me which was me to be completely silent do everything that he said and basically be a slave to that cunt. He can fuck right off. I'm not a fucking chance in hell. Um, <laughs> uh, I just was like, I don't need to do this. And I remember being sat, at, um, it was in the middle of COVID. It was, well, no, maybe the start of COVID, sorry. And I was at a bus stop, or walking past it, on the top of my street and there was this big poster in the you know that the bus stops have and it was like saying the national sense of domestic violence are you stuck in covid with a partner that's abusive ring this number and i was like i thought about it for a little bit and i was really it's heartbreaking because you think you love this person but they're abusing you so it's a real head fuck like you shouldn't be doing it sorry <clears throat> but they're hurting you so what are you going to do and I rang the number and I started the process without telling him and I know had I not stood up for myself that this person would have killed me I've got no shadow of a doubt that I would or I would, he would have watched me kill myself this person filmed me, laughing at me, mocking me, when I had a serrated sharp knife to my head and I was cutting into my scalp. And there was blood on my face. And he told me that he was recording me and there was nothing wrong with me. Oh, he didn't want you to know that. There's nothing wrong with you, you fucking fat cunt, and I'm recording you. 
there's nothing wrong with me. You say that you love me, but you watch me put a serrated knife to my scalp, cutting into my scalp and blood dripping down it, and you're recording me, but there's nothing wrong with me. And there's certainly not nothing wrong with you, right? Because you're the victim in this, apparently. So you say so, but everybody else does not say so, including your mum. Because she told me all about how you fixated on a girl in your job. Everything you told me about her, she told me. And that it was a very frightening time. I'll talk about that in the next podcast. Happy Tuesday. Thank you.